0: You're listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Now to the stadium. Calling today's action, here's Dick Palmer. Thank you. Good afternoon from Bowling Green,
1: Kentucky. We are at Nick Dennis Field as the Blue Raiders. And the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky get ready to open a three-game series. Dick Palmer, along with John Callow. And, uh, John, the weather conditions are somewhat (laughs) better than they were for the first three-game series of the season between these two, but not a lot.
2: Not a lot. You're right, Dick. It's uh, right at at 50 degrees, but it uh, feels cooler than that. Uh, It is incredibly damp. It's been raining most of the day here in Bowling Green. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of the beautiful things about a turf field, I don't like turf fields, but you play baseball.
1: Yes, and the Raiders were able to get a workout in uh, last night, even though it was raining here uh, on the turf, and they also got to hit inside uh, in their baseball facility here. So uh, it's, it's been pretty well, things as usual, as far as the schedule goes, just ac- uh, accepting the weather. Uh, latest. Reading, I had 45 degrees, overcast skies, winds out of the north-northeast at nine miles an hour, and we are in an open press box here, so we will get the advantage of uh, <laughs> feeling uh, exactly what the players are feeling down on the field, maybe not quite as much, but uh, we, we do enjoy uh, working up here, we have excellent uh, excellent viewpoint of the field, and We will be ready to go shortly. Middle Tennessee comes in 14 and 13 on the season. They are five and four in Conference USA and just coming off a sweep of Florida International. So they're on a three-game winning streak. Western Kentucky, on the other hand, has lost four straight. They are 16-14, 2-7 in the league. They lost a three-game series at San Antonio. Last weekend, and then lost at Vanderbilt on Tuesday night. So you're
2: talking about Western Kentucky, and uh, when they came to Murfreesboro on the uh, 17th of March to open conference play, at that point they were 14 and five. That means that since they lost that game to Middle on that uh, Friday night, uh, 12-8, they are two and 12. So. I don't know what that tells you, but uh, they are uh, have not been on the right side of the win column.
1: Okay, we're uh, getting uh, fairly close to first pitch. We'll take our first break here as the countdown to first pitch will continue, and we'll be back talking with Blue Raider designated hitter Jeremiah Boyd. That'll be coming up next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
3: The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Welcome back
1: into our pregame show as the Raiders open a three-game series with Western Kentucky, and Jeremiah Boyd is uh, visiting with us, a newcomer to the Blue Raiders. We're glad to have
9: you uh, as as part of our team here. I'm glad to be here. It's been an awesome opportunity so far, and I can't wait to see how the rest of the season goes. Presbyterian College, so you go from being a Blue Hose to a Blue Raider. I sure did. I remember when I committed here, a lot of my teammates from PC would always say, you went from a blue Bluehost to a Blue Raider, so you just can't give up the Blue Canyon. I told them, I was like, nope, Blue's just in the blood. So, uh, what uh,
1: went into the decision to to come to uh,
9: Middle Tennessee? The biggest thing for me was I wanted to play at a bigger school with some some bigger competition. Uh, to get on a big stage is one of the biggest things that I wanted to do to continue to play baseball. And uh, I knew that after I finished at Presbyterian, I knew that I wanted to keep playing and I wanted to go up. And I knew that the opportunity came across with Coach Toman when he was here. He, he said, hey, you can come play here. You got a chance to not saying you're going to start, but you got a chance to play. And I think that was the biggest thing for me is I wanted to play, and that was an easy decision for me to make. So you come from a baseball family. Tell me about your background. So my dad played professional baseball. He played independent baseball as well. He played in the Mets and Dodgers organizations. Um, I think he only got as high as AA, but he played professional baseball, and that kind of played into how I wanted to play baseball for a long time. So you have
1: spent most of this season as a designated hitter. Uh, you're a catcher by trade. I know everybody likes to play. So how tough was
9: it adjusting to this role? It wasn't really tough at all. Honestly, uh, I knew that my biggest thing was I just wanted to help the team win in any capacity. And I knew coming to Little Tennessee with two guys who have already been here and who were well-established, I knew that I wanted to just come in and contribute any way I could. And when I earned the DH role, um, I just wanted to be like, all right, well, I'm helping the team win in this, in this facet right now, and I'm going to accept that, whichever, and whatever they need from me, I'm just going to keep doing it.
1: I checked your stats at Presbyterian. They're a lot better here.
9: Yeah. yeah they, how they do are. we account for that? I I don't even know where that came from, honestly. <laughs> uh, I think I, I got to give probably a lot of credit to Coach Nick. And some of the things that he's told me as a hitter have really just really clicked with me in my head and my approach, and it's honestly kind of worked, and I think I've seen some success, and hopefully I can continue to bring the success along throughout the rest of the year, but Coach Knicks really helped me out a lot. Yeah. Uh, when we
1: played Western at home, it was cold. Uh, we're playing in the beginning, and it's cold,
9: but we didn't let that bother us. We won the series. We sure did, and I think the biggest thing for us is like, yeah, it's cold when you first get there, but when it... When the lights turn on, we got to step in between the lines. I think we do a good job of just trying to forget all the outlying factors and just trying to play baseball. I think we did a good job of that last time we played them. We got to do the same thing this time.
1: All right. Well, we're happy to have you here and uh, wish you continued success. When I was starting to interview you the other day and and the equipment failed, you went ahead and hit a home run in that game. (laughs) So let's do that tonight. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jeremiah Boyd, uh, very personable young man who is our designated hitter. This, uh, this will be his first and only year at Middle Tennessee. We're going to take a break. National Anthem is about to be played here, and we'll be back starting lineups next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. And
1: welcome back into our
0: countdown to first pitch, Middle Tennessee, Western
1: Kentucky, meeting for the second series of the season. Tonight we're in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where it's a little bit on the cool side, a little bit on the damp side, as the uh, Hilltoppers have taken the field. Time for our starting lineups, presented by Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union to Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four in Murfreesboro. John?
2: Well, for the Raiders, it'll be uh, no change with the exception of the starting pitcher. Leading off, playing second base, J.T. Mabry, batting second. Shortstop, Brett Coker, batting third. Dick's uh, pregame guest, Jeremiah Boyd, the D.H., and in the cleanup spot, Briggs Rudder, the catcher. Batting fifth, the left fielder, Jackson Galloway. D.J. Wright, the first baseman, bat sixth. Gabe Jennings, bat seventh, he's the third baseman. Batting ninth, Eston Snyder, who had a career game, what, last Sunday, I guess it was. And batting eighth will be uh, center fielder, Luke Vinson.
1: Okay, we will pick up the Western lineup. At the end of the, when they come to bat as we're ready to start, JT Mabry stepped into the batter's box and we will give you the Western defensive alignment in just a moment as Mabry swings and misses the first pitch. I've got 5.59, John, as uh, starting time here. That's what I've got as well. One strike, Mabry swings and fouls this one out of play, and the count will go to nothing and two. The Western Kentucky pitcher is Lane... Duguid is a junior. He's making his seventh
2: start, uh, or uh, sixth start, seventh appearance, thrown 26 innings, giving up 11 runs, six of them earned on 17 hits, 12 walks, 24 strikeouts, 2.08 ERA, and an 0-1 record. He was uh, uh, penciled in as the Friday starter in Murfreesboro back last month. Uh, had to stay... Uh, here in Bowling Green with the flu, did finally pitch a couple innings in relief on Sunday.
1: He's ahead of Mabry who's fouled off three straight pitches. It's 0-2. This one is fouled off. Gonna go over onto University Avenue to our right. And uh, the count remains, no balls and two strikes. For Western, defensively, they will have Gilroy at third, Reckert at short, Garcia at second, Lucas Farris is the first baseman. Another foul out of play to the right. In the outfield, it will be Kirk Liebert in left, Crittenberger in center field, and Braden Johnson will be the right fielder. Western in their home white uniforms. And, yes, they do have a little red on those uniforms. The pitch to the plate. Mabry hits it high in the air down the left field line, and that one is going to be Foul. Well, I said they had red on their unit. I don't see any red on I those units.
2: I looked at these. These are all white with black numerals, black trim.
1: And Here's the pitch to Mabry. It's outside. Ball one. One and two the count
2: Across to the Raider front. leadoff
1: man here in the first inning, J.T. Mabry.
2: Across the front, tops in uh, black uh, script lettering.
1: Dugan's pitch is swung on, hit in the air to left field, down the line. The left fielder coming over, Liebert, will make the catch just in fair territory, and that is out number one here in the first inning. These two teams played a three-game series at Reese Smith Field back on March 17, 18, and 19. Raiders won two out of three in that series. Here's Brett Coker, the Raiders shortstop. The left-hander delivers, and it's high and away for ball one. We're a little bit closer to the field here than, than we are at home, John. And this outfield here has always looked just huge, huge to me, yeah. yes. Swing and a miss, although the dimensions are just about exactly the same as they are in our ballpark. 330 down each line, 370 to the power alleys, and 400 to straightaway center. Coker swings and misses.
2: So five feet farther in the alleys and ten feet farther in center field. But, boy, Dick, it has always played. Uh, this has always been a, uh, a pitcher's park as far as I'm concerned. is
1: high for ball two. Count to Coker goes to two balls and two strikes. Raiders have their camo tops on today with the gray pants, white lettering, white numerals. And the left-hander delivers, and it's foul to the screen. Count holes at 2 and 2. Coker, they're just protecting the plate. 45 degrees at game time here. There may be a light mist falling. I wouldn't be surprised. It's not evident from here. There's a ball hit high in the air down the left side. Foul ground The third baseman. Gilroy is over. He'll make the grab four out number two so two Raiders have put the ball in the air and two have been retired both on pop-ups here's Jeremiah Boyd the designated hitter 356 average he leads the team in home runs and runs batted in and Duke's pitch is in there for a strike call Jeremiah has seven home runs, 28 runs batted in. Also leads the team in walks. 20 of those. Pitches outside, one and one. He had a big walk
2: on uh, Sunday afternoon to keep that uh, rally going.
1: One ball, one strike. Off-speed pitch just missed. That looked like
2: a pretty good breaking ball.
1: Two balls and a strike. Lane Duguid, a junior. And the pitch misses high, ball three. Count will go to three and one. Duguid is from Hopkinsville, which is uh, close by. 6'1, 185. He's a junior. Coker swings, hits it high in the air behind home plate. The catcher
2: that stayed in the stands. Leonet
1: is back, but that one is uh, in the grandstand. Got some Blue Raider fans down there. Yeah. Count goes to three and two on Coker. Two outs, bases empty, top of the first inning, and Dugan's pitch is swung on. Hit high in the air to left field. That ball is deep, way back, and that one is gone. Wow. And Jeremiah Boyd has homered for the third straight game. What was the last thing I said to him on the interview, John?
2: (laughs) You called it. You called it, Dick.
1: We tried to interview him before the last home game, and uh, my little equipment. Recorder malfunction, so we put it off till tonight. He had a home run in that game, so I uh, I told him we just needed to go ahead and hit one tonight, That's which right. he has just done. Yeah, number eight on the season for Jeremiah, and it's one to nothing Raiders. Here's Briggs Rudder, the catcher.
2: I was fascinated by uh, uh, that conversation, the part where you call up his career at Presbyterian and
1: swing and a miss. But nothing and two on rudder.
2: So he's having uh, probably the best of the year of his career. He n- he never
1: hit uh, 300. What in, about uh, in four years at Presbyterian? Swinging a foul out of play.
2: And we start the game, looking at uh, out at University Avenue and got traffic out there. who, already, can, who can hit the car? Right. I already
1: put about four out there <laughs> in the first inning. Swing and a miss. Runners down on strikes, and that's it for the Raiders in the first inning, but on a solo home run by Jeremiah Boyd. One run, one hit. Nobody left. We go to the bottom of the first. Metal Tennessee 1, Western Kentucky coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Blue Raiders are winners in
14: the classroom, on the field, and the courts. Richard Lewis here. I want you to win in real estate also. Buying, selling, auction here in Tennessee, or along the Gulf Coast, a second home, or investing. Give me a call to help start that winning process. 615-319-9981. Oh, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Richard Lewis, Exit Realty, Bob Lamb Associates.
0: You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS.
1: One to nothing Raiders as we go to the bottom of the first inning. And uh, they they got this game started uh, a minute early, earlier than usual. So that means we missed our station break. We'll go ahead and take it now as you listen to Middle
0: Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. News Radio WGNS. Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dick Palmer, John Callow with you. And uh,
1: another thing uh, we didn't get to do was give you their uh, the Western Kentucky batting order, John.
2: Well, I'll do that right now. Leading off will be the center fielder, Ty Crittenberger. Batting second left fielder, Kirk Lieber. Batting third, the shortstop drew record. And in the cleanup hole, uh, Tristan Garcia, the second baseman. D.H. Ty Bartusic is batting fifth, batting sixth, first baseman Lucas Ferris, batting uh, seventh, the third baseman Aiden Gilroy. Ricardo Leonette, the catcher, bats eighth. And Braden Johnson, the right fielder, bats uh, ninth. And on the mound for the the Raiders is Patrick Johnson. He's making his second start, 10th appearance, He's thrown 16 in the third innings, giving up nine runs, four of them earned on 15 hits, five walks, eight strikeouts. He has got a uh, 2.20 ERA, one and one record with two saves.
1: And he is one and one now with Ty Crittenberger, the leadoff hitter for the Hilltoppers. They're center fielders, a right-handed batter. Johnson comes to the plate and a foul off by the Western Kentucky dugout down the third base side. Raiders in familiar territory in that uh, first base dugout here. We're at Nick Dennis Field in Bowling Green. One ball, two strikes to Crittenberger. Johnson's pitch is bounced to the left side. Short hopped by Jennings and over to first in time. Nice pickup by third baseman Gabe Jennings and uh, that is out number one. And we are on all turf here, John, will remind the folks again, sometimes those bounces are a little bit truer on turf than they are on dirt.
2: Well, that was uh, one that, you know, one of the things about uh, Gabe Jennings at third base, uh, he has got a really good range, particularly when he's moving to his left, like he was there, and he gets rid of the ball so quickly.
1: Here's Kirk Liebert, he will take a strike, nothing in one. From Patrick Johnson out of Chattanooga. Patrick is a freshman prepped at the Baylor School there and has uh, put up some pretty good numbers for the Blue Raiders. The pitch misses inside for ball. No, did they call that a strike? Apparently so, 0-2. Scoreboard has two strikes. Home plate umpire not too emphatic with his strike calls here early. So we'll go with 0-2 on Liebert. There's a ball hit past the pitcher, scooped by Coker behind second, throws low to first. D.J. Wright comes up with it. That is out number two. That was a nice play by Coker and a good pickup by D.J. Wright on a low throw at first base. Two up and two down here in the bottom of the first inning. Home Raiders plate. leading one to nothing.
2: At home plate, umpire Greg Howard at first base, Jake Botek and Augustus Griffin at third base. Griffin was part of the crew that uh, was in Murfreesboro when Western uh, opened conference play.
1: Here's Drew Record, the shortstop, takes the pitch outside for ball one. Record, a senior. And hitting 376 to lead this Hilltopper team. Johnson's pitch swung on and fouled out of play to the right. Yeah, it's going to be busy over on University Avenue. And I dare say before the night is over, we'll have a train or two pass by. The tracks are right across the street. Yeah,
2: it's always interesting here at Nick Dennis Field, isn't it?
1: One and one. Johnson's pitch popped up in the infield. D.J. Wright at first base will give way to Mabry and J.T. Mabry, minus his cap, will take it for out number three. Three up and three down in the first inning for Patrick Johnson and the Blue Raiders. We have completed one full inning of play. It's Middle Tennessee 1, Western Kentucky nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders play here, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna.
1: We go to the top of the second inning. Jackson Galloway will lead things off for the Raiders. Galloway, Wright, and Jennings against the left-hander for Western Kentucky, Lane Dugan. Jeremiah Boyd touched him for a solo home run in the top of the first inning, and that's the Raiders margin right now. Pitch to Galloway is a bit high. Four ball one. Jackson working on a seven game hitting streak. In the first series he was five out of 14 with a double against the Hilltoppers. Strike called and it is one and one. He was one of
2: several Raiders that just had a terribly slow start. And once uh, that, uh, that Western series was when you could see that he was starting to break
1: out, swinging a foul straight back, and it's one ball and two strikes to Jackson Galloway. Uh, he'd been struggling; uh, looked like
2: he was having trouble seeing the baseball, and all of a sudden it uh, it clicked.
1: Like Jackson was the Raiders' leading hitter a year ago. Yeah. Left-hander's pitch is just a bit high, and at that point he was hitting well under 200. Two balls. Two strikes to Galloway. Rustin outfield playing him just about straight away. Maybe a few steps deep and left. Swung on. Hit in the air. Behind home plate. Catcher off with a mask. Coming back. And and can't make the play. Got his glove on it, John. That was a tough, a tough play. Oh, yeah. That ball was it looked like it was curving away from him. So the count's going to remain two balls and two strikes on Galloway.
2: I'm glad you could see that, because I couldn't. Is, uh, there's some strange
1: sight lines here in this press box. Pitch just missed. That was an off-speed pitch. Three and two. I don't know how he could have laid off that one. But <laughs> <laughs> he took it for ball three. And the payoff pitch is coming, and it's fouled straight back. Apparently, Jackson has a better eye for uh, a strike than I do. Full count, 3-2 and two to Galloway, leading off here in the second inning. Now, keep in mind, our
2: perspective up here is a little bit different than what we see at home. Check
1: swing, and ball four. <laughs> wow. Galloway draws a base on balls on a 3-2 count. He's at first base with nobody out. The batter is DJ Wright, Raiders' first baseman. First baseman number 17, DJ Wright. 301 average for this fifth year senior. And the pitch comes in, strike called. Nothing and one to Wright. It'll be followed by Gabe Jennings. Do get the left-hander, checks and now throws over to first. Galloway back. These same two teams will go at it tomorrow at 6. Same time, same time for our pregame show. And then we'll conclude the series Saturday at 1. Ball hit in the air down the right field line. That is going to be a foul ball and will be that's not a bullpen down there, is it? The no. Bull, the bullpen's d- behind the fence. Yeah, no. It, uh, we've it's just been an a, open area, like a picnic area well, down it, there. Well, uh,
2: we've actually seen that being a picnic area, like a patio. They used to put
1: a uh, a grill down there, didn't they? Nobody's having a picnic tonight. No. But us, we're having a ball up here. <laughs> Pitch is high and away. Ball one to DJ. One ball, Two strikes. Galloway with a leadoff walk, the runner at first for the Raiders. one to nothing. Middle Tennessee leading. We're in the top of the second inning. Throw to first, and the runner ducks back in. Middle Tennessee has won nine of the last 13 games between these two teams. Last time we were up here was in the 2021 season, and that was a four-game series. Here's the pitch, swung on, popped up, on top of the plate, first baseman coming in, Ferris, and he'll make the grab for out number one. One out in the second inning. Been a lot of balls hit high in the air, John. There have been. Makes me think both pitchers seem to have some good stuff tonight. Getting them to pop up. Here's Gabe Jennings. Raider third sacker, made a nice defensive play in the bottom of the first inning. So one out, runner at first. And Dugan will throw over there. Raiders have attempted 60 stolen bases this season, been successful on 40 of those. That's two out of every three. Gabe uh, saw Dugan...
2: Two at-bats in Murfreesboro,
1: Went one for two. Comes in high, gave out a triple in that series, and drove in three runs. Check of the runner, another throw to first. In fact, John, the Raiders did not have a home run in that series. We did not. At Smithfield, had only three extra base hits. One of those was the triple by Gabe Jennings, who stands in now with a one-ball count. And the pitch to the plate is swung on and fouled to the screen. And the runner was going. Galloway was off with the pitch after Dugan had thrown over there about three or four times. one and one left-hander comes set and again goes to first <laughs>
2: so you think that was a stolen base attempt or you think that uh was a hit and run that didn't
1: develop i don't know whatever it was he was on the move and the pitch to the plate is swung on and missed Yeah, you don't normally think of one and one as a a running count, do you? One ball, two strikes the count. Now to Jennings. Left hander comes set again and pitches to the plate. Lined up the middle. Stopped by the second baseman, but he can't get the handle on it. That'll be an infield hit, and it was... uh, a nice play by the second baseman, Garcia, just to get the glove on it. Dick, I thought that one was up the middle uh, for a, a base hit. Still a base hit, but Garcia w- was able to keep it in the 20 infield. 20, 20. Second hit for the Raiders, If and that the batters is Eston Snyder.
2: If that gets through, galloway has got good enough speed. They might have tried to go first to third on that. So first
1: and second, one out. And the pitch to Snyder's low and inside, ball one. Boy, did he had a coming-out party on Sunday at uh, Ree Smith Field, didn't he? Oh, career day, career day. A five-for-five five game, I think, uh, home it, run.
2: It was. Five-for-five. Five, uh, and let's see, on Sunday he had, uh, let's see, one, uh, five singles, five singles.
1: Pitches a strike called, one-and-one one to but, Snyder. Uh,
2: but four RBI. Uh, He had the home run on
1: uh, on the previous
2: game. Yeah, that was Saturday. Now, Saturday kind of set it up. Uh, He was, uh, let's see, one, two. He was two for three. Runners go,
1: and the pitch low and outside. It's a double steal. There was no throw. So, Galloway moves to third, Jennings to second. Credit each of those with a stolen base. And the count to Snyder, two balls and one strike. In that Saturday game, Snyder uh, was two for three with a home
2: run, a couple of RBI, but he also... He bunts
1: back to the mound. The pitcher scoops it to the plate, and it's late. And the Raiders have another run on the board on a squeeze play. John, where I'm sitting, I cannot see third base. I don't know if you noticed if he was breaking with the pitch or if that was a delayed steal. Uh, I mean, a, uh, a delayed uh, squeeze. It but looked
2: to me like he was uh, uh, on his way, and he was safe because he slid right between the catcher's legs
1: and uh, got under the tag. The pitcher got it and shoveled it to the catcher with his glove. And when you do that, you can't get anything on it. And that gave Snyder an opportunity to get in under the tag, as John said. So now runners at first and third, and the Raiders leading two to nothing, with Luke Vincent at the plate, and he's around to bunt, and it's stopped by the catcher, low and outside. Now uh, Luke, the only left-handed hitter in this
2: uh, in this lineup. Facing a left-hander. He had not had a whole lot of success against left-handers. He's 3-for-15 on the season.
1: Maybe that's why he was trying to bunt. <laughs> I, I think that's a good call. Now the pitcher steps back off the rubber. And you know what? I think the bunt might still be in order. First and third. One out left-hander Duguid on the mound the pitch to the plate, he's swinging away and takes it for ball two, two and oh so Snyder they did not put a hit up there I guess you give him a fielder's choice and a run batted in two balls, no strikes he's around the bunt takes it for a strike, two and one Official scoring on
2: Eston Snyder's bunt is a fielder's choice.
1: And the run batted in. Absolutely. That's the important thing. Two and one around the bunt. Here comes the runner from third. They'll go to first. Out. And another run is in. Now that one will be scored as a sacrifice. So Luke Benson. Retired. But he will get credit for an
2: RBI. He sure will. And that brings J.T. Mabry. You know, I was uh, listening to uh, Jeremiah Boyd talking about how things just all of a sudden clicked for him as a hitter. What about J.T. Mabry? You know, he is a career 265 hitter for the Blue Raiders.
1: Pops this one behind home plate and out of play. Leonette can't uh, get it because it was out of play.
2: J.T. Mabry has been hitting right around 400. Came into this ball game, what, 393? 393. Yeah, that's a 130 point improvement over his career average. I think that's somebody that uh, woke up one morning and everything
1: clicked. Has a four game hitting streak going. Eston Snyder, the runner at second. Two outs, two ones in here. Raiders leading three to nothing. The pitch is high. And it's one and one to J.T. Mabry. So the Raiders have used the bunting attack here in the second inning after using the long ball in the first inning. You know, I believe in the bunt. You and I have been talking about that for almost 20 years, Dick. There goes Snyder. They throw back to second, and there's nobody at second. Uh, By the time there's no the second Raiders baseman second. caught the ball, there was nobody there, and Snyder was standing on third. he uh, That's a stolen base. So Snyder with the th- stolen base. That's the third Steal for the Raiders in the inning. You know, he he, he broke, and I thought he broke too soon. Pitch low to Maverick, two and one. You know, don't
2: they teach uh, what I thought? I think they always teach. Uh, you see, the, the pitcher sees that, he just steps off. And uh, Dugan did not step off. He went ahead and threw to second. And like you say, that wasn't anybody there. So
1: I got a foul out of play. Count will go to two and two. I think this young high school team sitting right down below us are probably learning some things today if they're paying <laughs> attention. I,
2: I would think so.
1: Two balls, two strikes. With Snyder now at third and two outs. And the pitch to Mabry is swung on and missed. May, may have been foul-tipped. Catcher hung on. Either way, it's a strikeout. That is all in the second inning, but the Raiders come up with two runs in the inning on one hit and one man left on base. We will go to the bottom of the second, Middle Tennessee 3, Western Kentucky nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: the flagship station for Blue Raider sports, WGNS. For
1: Western Kentucky, it will be the second baseman, Tristan Garcia, to lead off the second inning against the Raiders' right-hander, Patrick Johnson, who set him down in order in the first. I had a nice inning, didn't he? Garcia, a left-handed hitter. The pitch, Johnson in there for a strike
2: nothing and one Johnson has only had one more one other start that was uh, you saw that one down in uh, Boca Raton he started at uh, Florida Atlantic
1: which is a strike
2: called inside corner and it's 0 and two Went two innings in that game gave up no run uh, four runs none of them earned though on a couple of hits
1: two strikes to Garcia leading off the second or the Hilltoppers, all one is high. Johnson's longest
2: appearance this season, five innings. That was in relief last week against Florida International.
1: Yeah, he worked uh, in two of the games against Western Kentucky at home in the earlier series. Garcia fouls it to the screen, pitched a total of an inning and two thirds, gave up three hits on two runs to the hilltoppers, and both of those were in relief. One and two, the count. Here's the pitch to the plate. Swung on, fouled out of play. This is a, this is a little guy, John. He's listed at five foot four, and 185 pounds. I I do remember when
2: uh, he was in Murfreesboro, Bob and I, uh, Bob Jamison and I. Kept talking about
1: how hard it was to throw him strikes. Johnson ahead in the count. The one-two pitch fouled out of play to the left. Yeah, his strike zone is uh, not that huge. But you can see why
2: uh, he can hit. Look at him from the waist down. Uh, His
1: uh, looks very strong, doesn't he? Yes. One and two, change up in for a strike. And Garcia caught looking.
2: Yeah, you know, from the waist down, you know who he reminds me of is Michael McHenry. And Michael was a Blue Raider. First
1: strikeout for Johnson. He is retired four in a row, and the batter is Ty Bettesich. He is the designated hitter, a lefty. Against the right-hander Patrick Johnson, first pitch off speed, in there for a strike. Nothing in one. One of the big keys to pitching, John, is getting that first pitch over for a strike. You got that right. When and you can pitch ahead in the count, check swing.
2: Oh, oh!
1: They call him. Uh, they call it a ball. Oh. Third base umpires. <laughs> okay. And that will be one-and-one. Betisic at 281 with five homers, tied for the team league in home runs with the next hitter, Ferris. Swing and a foul. That's out of play. <laughs> 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 hit the top of the screen and came back and almost hit the umpire in the head. It, it did him. Hit, him. It hit him. Right, right the, behind his left foot. It hit him in the top of the head. One ball, two strikes, the count. And two. then bounced on to follow to Here's the one, two, and it swung on, hit to the right side. Mabry on the outfield grass, picks it up, throws to first and got him. What a nice play by J.T. Mabry. He had a lot of range on that play. Boy, he uh, w- uh, was... Gosh, he couldn't have been 40
2: feet from the the from the line and uh, threw from his knees
1: to, uh, to make that play. Two up, two down in the second. Here's Lucas Paris, freshman first baseman, who's uh, shown a lot of power here in his first year. Has five home runs. He's a big, tall right-handed batter and takes the pitch for a strike. Johnson. Slice that right corner of home plate for a call strike, nothing and one. Swung on, hit on the left side and that will be Coker's throw gets by the first baseman right. Bounce right back to him. <laughs> Check to be sure that was Coker because they were in a shift. I don't know if they were in a Normal oh. shift or not.
2: Coker would have stayed at shortstop, so that was probably Gabe Jennings. And they're calling that an E5, E6. They So it that. was
1: Coker. Yep. So on the error, Ferris safe at first base. And the batter is Aiden Gilroy. He is their third sacker. Shortened up as if to bunt, took it outside for ball one. Now, here's a character moment for Patrick Johnson.
2: Uh, Can he pitch around the air? Two
1: outs, runner at first. Johnson a quick throw to first and the runner back. Gilroy, 304 for the season. Another throw to first. This is an all-turf field. Swung on, hit to right field, and deep. Going back, Snyder looking up, and that one's not going to come down. That one is over the Coca-Cola sign in right field, just to the right of the scoreboard for a two-run homer, and for Gilroy, his first of the season.
2: Both of those runs will be unearned, but, you know, they still put
1: them on the scoreboard. Two-run homer for Aiden Gilroy. Number one for him. And as John said, both runs will be unearned because of the error. The batter is Leonette, the catcher, fouls the first pitch off for strike one. 3-2, Middle Tennessee leading. We are in the bottom of the second inning. Johnson's pitch in for a strike. No balls, two strikes. (laughs) right-hander pitches out of the set position missed outside one and two in the series in Murfreesboro, Leonette had a good series, he was four for nine three of those hits, extra bases, two doubles and a home run and drove in three runs Fouls this one out of play to the right. Still one ball, two strikes on Ricardo Leonette. This is a team that hits a
2: lot of doubles, Dick. They've got 68 doubles on the season. Is that right?
1: Pitch swung on, hit to third. Jennings again, short hops. Throws to first in time, and that will retire the side but not before the Hilltoppers come back with two runs. There was one hit, one error, and nobody left. We've completed two full innings, Middle Tennessee three, Western Kentucky two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
8: It's just a few cocktails at happy hour.
0: There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS.
1: And we move to the third inning. Brett Coker will lead it off with the Raiders. Coker, Boyd, and Rudder against the left-hander, Lane Dugan. Coker fouled out his first uh, at bat. Fixed the first pitch for ball one. It was a little bit high. Three-two. Raiders leading. There's a strike call. Looks like the
2: rain is gone, Dick. In fact, looking out here to the, uh, whatever direc- direction that is, I think that's the, the Southwest.
1: Ball hit into left center field deep, and uh, nobody's going to get that one. That one is out of here. So Brett Coker atones somewhat for throwing error in the bottom of the second and hits it out just to the right of the 370 sign in left center. Uh,
2: He hit that ball a
1: ton. That's his fourth home run of the season. Last RBI week he, number 20 for Brett.
2: He talked to you last week about uh, his home run power. He says, I'm not a home run hitter.
1: Here is Boyd grounds to short on the first pitch and thrown out by the shortstop record for out number one. Boyd had homered on the first. So it is now a 4-2 to two game. and with one out the batter is Briggs Rudder. Takes a pitch inside for ball one. Rudder struck out in the first inning. Ryder with a pair of solo home runs early in this game and a couple of bunts that pushed runs across. Swinging a foul back to the backstop. 1 and 1. Not a lot of foul ground behind home plate here. And it's about average uh, around the dugouts. There's a ground ball at the third. Gilroy up with it. High throw to first, but he's got a tall first baseman who comes down with it. Four out number two. Where you don't have a lot of foul territory, also don't have a lot of foul territory,
2: is down the lines. At the dugouts, uh, the the line, uh, they've got a brick wall that – Angles towards the foul pole, a little like uh,
1: like uh, Vanderbilt. Pitch to Jackson Galloway is low for ball one. I think Galloway. I, I think uh, Vanderbilt has less foul ground than, than this part. Yeah, that's really in a tight spot in Nashville. I, here's the pitch, and Jackson takes it high for ball two. Two balls, no strikes to Jackson Galloway. At least you can see the bullpens here.
2: Bullpens behind the uh, outfield fence. There's a strike called. Bullpens uh, extend from the, the foul pole out towards center field on both
1: sides. Hit down the right field line right fielder's over near the line still in fair territory he'll make the catch for out number three johnson the right fielder hauls that one in for the third out in the inning one run one hit the coker home run and nobody left we'll go to the bottom of the third Middle tennessee four western kentucky two on the blue raider network from learfield
0: The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro Smyrna.
1: I guess uh, we could have uh, invited Mister Womack to come up here and do his commercial live How tonight. We could have. It might uh, be a little more comfortable up here than it is sitting out in the stands. <laughs> Mister Womack and Mister Gross, part hey, of our traveling crew tonight. They were our chauffeurs, weren't they? Patrick Johnson's first pitch is into the turf for ball one to Brayden Johnson. One ball, no strikes. Brayden Johnson, a right-handed batter, takes a strike. Patrick Johnson's been doing a good job painting those corners here early in the game. And it's one and one. Pitch to the right-handed hitter, misses outside. Trying to catch the corner there and missed it. Two balls and one strike. Braden Johnson is a senior from Hallsville, Texas. Ground ball to third. Jennings has got it near the bag and a throw to first. Did Wright hold the bag? He did.
2: Oh, wow. That's another one of those where DJ Wright saves his infielder in error.
1: D.J. Wright, with a long stretch, held the bag as it was a little bit off the mark.
2: It was not a little bit off the mark, Dick. It was a lot off the mark because D.J. Wright was laying out uh, to full length. That's why he was, the umpire took so long to make sure that he was still in contact. Crittenberger hits it right
1: back to the pitcher, and Patrick Johnson tosses to first. D.J. does not have to stretch for this one. That is out number two in the inning. Two up, two down in the third. The batter is Kirk Liebert, the left fielder. Field, four, Liebert. Liebert grounded to short in the first inning. He's a left-handed batter. One of four lefties in the western lineup tonight. Pitches low for ball one. Freshman Patrick Johnson, just his second start of the season. I don't think it will be his last. Now nah, he's done a really nice job, hasn't he? Ball two to Lieber. Two balls, no strikes. Come set. Misses low ball three. I thought he got in a little bit of a hurry on that pitch. So we do have the oh, this is pitch clock in effect. And there is ball four. He missed outside and walked him on four pitches. So that is the first base on balls allowed by Johnson. And the batter is Drew Reckhart. Reckhart, the shortstop, popped out in the first inning. Johnson, a snap throw to first, and the runner back. Pitches outside, into the turf, and the runner couldn't come up with it. The runner will go to second. That'll be a wild pitch. Ball one to Drew Reckert. Patrick Johnson into the stretch. Round ball hits slowly to third. Jennings fires over to first and got him. That is going to retire the side in inning number three. No runs, no hits, one left. Totals after three innings of play here. Middle Tennessee, four runs, three hits, one error. Western Kentucky, two runs, one hit, no errors. Raiders lead at 4-2 to two as we go to the fourth inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio, WGNS. We
1: move this game to the fourth inning, and John, do you know what inning this is? This
2: is the Wendy's inning,
1: Dick. So if Blue Raider gets a hit in this inning, you will have a chance to win a free cheeseburger. A Dave single. DJ Wright will lead it off for the Raiders. Swings and misses at the first pitch from the left hander, Lane Duguid. Well, D.J. Wright, Gabe Jennings,
2: Eston Snyder. I think uh, with that trio, we've got a pretty good chance
1: of delivering. Pitches outside, ball one. One ball, one strike to D.J. 4-2, the Raiders lead it here in the top of the fourth. Strike called at the knees. I think Wright thought that ball was a bit low. I think so. Count will go to one and two. And the left-hander delivers a swing and a miss. D.J. Wright strikes out. And for good that is strikeout number two, not strikeout number three in the game. Here's Gabe Jennings. Gabe has already made two or three really good plays at third base tonight and had a base hit you know, Dick. In early second it, inning. In fact, it was a bunt single, drove in a run.
2: Early in this season, Gabe was just really, really struggling badly at the plate. Defense
1: kept him in the, in the lineup. Ball hit high in the air, shallow center field, a little bit over into left center. Crittenberger will be there and make the catch for out number two in the fourth.
2: Up to Eston Snyder now. Get those single, Dave's, Dave's single cheeseburgers. Isn't that what we're...
1: Yes, Eston Snyder. Eston Snyder. The
2: official scoring on that uh, bun of his uh, back in the second inning, it was called a sacrifice and a fielder's choice. And it drove in a
1: run, so he would not be charged for the time at bat. That is correct. Takes the first pitch for ball one. So he's
2: officially 0 for 0, but within RBI.
1: High for ball two, 2 and 0. Riders had two solo home runs and the other two runs have come on bunts. So it's four to two. Snyder takes strike one, two balls, one strike. To Eston Snyder, sophomore out of Franklin. And the pitch is over but low, three and one. Luke Benson would be the next Raider hitter. Should Snyder get on? And he just did. Ball four was high, and now Vincent will bat with two outs and a runner at first. Vincent also had an
2: RBI with a because of that sacrifice bunt in the second inning. With two outs, I don't think we'll be seeing a bunt here. Do you, Dick?
1: No. Hmm. Snyder leads at first. Draws a throw. Eston got a stolen base in the second inning as uh, he picked up his 10th. He's 10 for 10 in stolen bases. I tell you what, between Eston
2: Snyder and Luke Vinson, you've got uh, a lot of speed.
1: Ball is into the turf as he did show bunt then, John. One ball, no strikes, the count. Luke steps out, takes a long look down at third where Kevin Nichols is flashing some signs. Snyder showed bunt a couple of times. I don't think he had any intention of bunting, though. There's a strike. Good fastball from the left-hander, Dugan. One ball, one strike. I'm wondering if that
2: uh, the showing bunt was not a uh, an attempt to get that third baseman to play a little bit closer.
1: A runner goes. They may have been picked off. Throw to second. In time. And Snyder is thrown out as the pitcher Dugan picked him off first I guess that will go as an out stealing
2: it would and uh, I think the scoring on that will be caught stealing 136
1: no runs no hits nobody left no cheeseburgers that's the Raider fourth inning we go to the bottom of the fourth middle Tennessee four Western Kentucky 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports.
1: Tristan Garcia leads it off for Western Kentucky in the fourth. Takes the first pitch from Patrick Johnson. It is in there for strike one. Garcia was called out on strikes in the second inning. That has been Johnson's only strikeout. This pitch comes inside. And it's one and one. Garcia, a left handed batter. Swings and pokes this one foul out of play to the left. One and two. In the series in Murfreesboro, he was three out of 14 with two runs batted in. Johnson ready to pitch, one and two, ground ball right side. Pitcher cuts it off, tosses underhand to first, and that is out number one. Good thing he's got some height,
2: because otherwise, if if he's not as tall as he is, that ball probably gets over his head, and that becomes an infield single.
1: Yeah, because Mabry was playing fairly deep for the left-handed hitter. I think you're right on that. One down in the fourth. Here's Batisich. Takes a strike called. The designated hitter. Five home runs on the season. One strike to count. Check swing and call to ball. One ball, one strike. Always good to see our friends here in Bowling Green. Uh, Western broadcaster Randy Lee down at the other end of the press box doing his thing. Ground ball. It kicks off Johnson. Picked up by Mabry. Throw to first in time. Wow.
2: You score that one to four to three. And that ball, if uh, Patrick Johnson doesn't get his foot in the way, which I don't think he did on purpose. That ball is probably up the middle for a base hit. No
1: doubt about that.
2: And it, uh, it just opportunely kicked, kicked towards the
1: line, kicked right to Mabry. Mabry threw him out by three steps. Here's Ferris. We're safe on an error in the second. And they shift on him. The pitch is inside ball one
2: And Mabry now, gosh, what, 15 feet over in in onto the uh, left side of the infield, uh, on the left side of
1: second base. One ball, no strikes to the big first baseman. Swing and a miss. They're just daring him to go
2: opposite field, aren't they?
1: Ferris listed at 6'5", 220. He's a freshman out of Ackworth, Georgia. One ball, one strike. Grounded to third. That's a fair ball. Jennings up. Throw to first. Nice pick by DJ Wright for out number three. Barris grounds out. Third to first. Jennings to right. One, two, three in the fourth. Hilltoppers up and down in order. We've completed four full innings. Middle Tennessee, four. Western Kentucky, two on the Blue Raider network from Learfield.
0: You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS.
1: Luke Benson will be the first batter for the Raiders. As we go to the fourth inning, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee baseball.
0: The flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. News Radio WGNS. Murfreesboro Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here.
1: Benson, after the first pitch, grounds to second. Garcia, soft uh, toss to first, and that is all for Luke Benson. After that first pitch, grounds out, second to first. One down, and the batter is JT Mabry. He's fly to left and struck out against the left-hander, Lane Dugan. JT
2: doesn't get many overs, though. I think he's about to break through. Strike
1: called. Nothing and one to Mabry. And the left is pitch, swung on, foul. That's going to be out on University Avenue, I think. I think rush hour is
2: done. I don't see quite as much traffic as we were Two strikes to Mabry. Earlier.
1: Game time, there was a lot of traffic out there. Pitch is outside, one ball, two strikes. One out here in the fifth. Raiders leading four to two. Swung on and poked foul over by the first base dugout. Trying to go to right field with that ball. First base coach Mark DeLua made a nice pickup on a carom off the uh, dugout. Count holes of the ball and two strikes. And the lefty delivers, swung on, popped up. In the infield, third baseman calling for it. And Gilroy will take it for out number two. So Mabry pops out for the second out. And the batter is Brett Coker. Brett has fouled out and then lofted a... 1-1 1-1 pitch over the left field wall in the third inning for his fourth home run of the season. Takes a strike as the left-hander came inside on him and caught the corner. Nothing and one. Went for the other corner and just missed outside. One ball and one strike
2: ollie akins throwing now in the uh, raider bullpen back in uh,
1: patrick johnson pitch is a strike called one and two to coker and the left-hander's pitch is swung out and missed So that's a quick 1-2-3 inning for the Raiders. Duguid gets his fourth strikeout. Three up, three down, and we are halfway home in this game. It's Middle Tennessee 4, Western Kentucky 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders play here, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Patrick Johnson takes a 4-2 lead here in the,
1: we go to the bottom of the fifth inning for Western Kentucky, bottom third, Gilroy, Leon, Leonette, and Johnson. Gilroy had a two-run homer in the second inning, which came after an error. And that provided Western's only two runs in this game. First pitch to him was a strike called. It was Gilroy's first home run of the season. Johnson's 0-1 pitch. Inside corner, strike. Came inside to the left-handed hitter, and it's 0-2. He's only gone deep
2: in the count once, right? Uh, On the four-pitch walk?
1: Four-pitch walk in the uh, third inning, yeah. Swing on hit to the right side. Mabry can't get it. It's through for a base hit. Bader made a diving effort. Came up with nothing but a wet shirt. And Gilroy with his second straight hit and the second hit for the Hilltoppers. Leadoff single here in the fifth, and the batter is Ricardo Leonet, the catcher.
2: Grounded out his last dead bet. Get a ground ball here and probably
1: turn two. Leonet is from Venezuela. A lot of good ball players come out of that country, John.
2: Some of the best shortstops ever. Louis Aparicio, Chico Carrasquale is a Hall of Famer. You know, he's also a former Memphis Chick.
1: Checking the runner, throw to first. That bounced over. Good stop by D.J. Wright. Well, he has been a pillar of strength for the Raiders at that first base uh, position, hasn't
2: he? He has made uh, all the difference in the world with his glove over there. He just... Keep saving his infielders.
1: But the only play will be to first. Johnson's throw is accurate. And that is out number one as Gilroy advances to second. That'll be a sacrifice for Leonette. Pitch to first. Out number
4: one. Now right field number
14: 17, right on yeah, here's Braden
1: Johnson. Johnson grounded out in the third in his only previous at bat. Did not play in the series in Murfreesboro. In fact, this is, uh, I think, only his like, fifth start of the season.
2: Pitch is high, ball one. You know, when the uh, Raiders scored a couple of times in that second inning by uh, by using the bunt, they've given Hilltoppers a little bit of their own medicine. Pitches inside. Ball two to Johnson. That sacrifice was their 31st of the season, which leads Conference USA and puts them in the top five in the country in uh, sacrifice hits.
1: 2-0 and the count. Johnson's pitch to Johnson is grounded to the shortstop. They throw to third and out. Jennings puts the tag on... Gilroy coming over, and an alert play by Brett Coker saw that he had time to make that throw and got it over there to Jennings in time. Yeah. So now
2: uh, that uh, that uh, lead runner is gone from scoring position with two outs and uh, play goes
1: six to five for the
2: putout. Fielder's choice puts their puts Johnson on the
1: first base. Here's Crittenberger, the leadoff hitter. Who is grounded out twice? Throw to first, the runner back. Raiders leading here, four to two. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Both starters have gone all the way so far. Here's the pitch to the plate. And it is in for a strike. Nothing in one. That ball had some cut to it. I, you know, it's hard for me to recognize pitches, not being a pitcher, but that looked like a nice cutter. It did, didn't it? One strike, the count. Throw to first. Runner back.
2: I wonder sometimes how closely a cutter resembles what they used to call a screwball.
1: Oh, they may have him. Y- oh, oh, just got back in time. Unlike the major league rules, there's no uh, limit to the number of times a pitcher can throw to first in uh, in our league. Although there is a pitch count in effect, a pitch clock in effect. Pitches outside four ball one to Crittenberger.
2: Oh, I thought Dick. I was with you. I thought uh, we were gonna pick him off.
1: Johnson, another quick throw over there. That one's in the dirt. <laughs> one ball, one strike. Crittenberger routes it to third. Jennings leaps high, pulls it down, throws to first in time. Or our number three. One. Gabe Jennings is flashing some leather at third base tonight. No runs. One hit. One left. We've completed five full innings in Bowling Green. Middle Tennessee four. Western Kentucky two. And we go to the sixth with the Raiders leading four to two. Three, four, five hitters coming up to face the left-hander Lane. Do good. Here's Jeremiah Boyd, homered in the first inning. Grounded out in the third, one out of two. Home run was his eighth of the season. That leads the team. Takes a strike call, nothing and one. If he keeps hitting home runs, John, I'll keep interviewing before every game. (laughs) Outside for a ball, one and one.
2: Don't ever we'll see. call it
1: the Jeremiah Boyd pregame show.
2: There you go. <laughs> I thought he, uh, I thought he gave you a pretty good interview.
1: Here's the pitch, that. swing and a foul back. One ball and two strikes. Gave him a little off-speed pitch there, and he was a little bit out in front of it. One and two. Swung on, fouled out of play. That's over on University Boulevard here. Jeremiah is a native of Harrisburg, North Carolina, but went to college in South Carolina at Presbyterian College, Clinton, South Carolina. Here's the 1 2 pitch taken high. Two balls, two strikes. That home run extended his hitting streak to five straight. And the 2-2. Swung on, grounded slowly, but fouled down the third base side.
2: And, of course, he started the season with 13 in a row. The
1: two balls, two strikes to Jeremiah Boyd. Swing, and a miss, struck him out.
0: That
1: is strikeout number five for Duguid. You might uh, be wondering what, what, what the young man's name is, <laughs> but it is spelled D-I-U-G-U-I-D and pronounced Duguid. One out in the sixth. Here's Briggs Rudder. Lines it into left center for a base hit. Krittenberger over there to cut it off. Will hold him to a single and Rudder. Rudder is on at first base with one out. It's only the Raiders. Fourth, fourth. hit. So the hits and the runs are even now. One-out runner at first for Jackson Galloway. Walked and scored in the second. He flied to right in the third. Yeah, you know, the real key to that second
2: inning was that leadoff walk that was issued to Galloway.
1: Bitches high and outside for ball one. One ball, no strikes. Same two teams tomorrow at 6. We'll be on the air at 545. Jaden Ham scheduled to start Game two for the Raiders. Drill down the left field line, but foul. As Galloway got a little bit out in front of that one. The count goes to one and one. Oh, we haven't had a train come by yet, John. We
2: have not. That's kind of unusual.
1: Rutter short lead at first, draws a throw anyway. (laughs) Don't think he's going anywhere. No, left hander comes set, and the pitch is swung on, hit into left center deep back goes the center fielder Krittenberger, and he can only watch that one sail over the fence next to the light standard for a two-run homer. And that is Jackson's first of the season.
2: Dick, I don't remember ever seeing the ball fly like uh, in this ballpark. We've been coming up here for almost 20 years and I I just don't remember ever seeing this many home runs in a ball game.
10: And
1: Raiders have hit three of them. Westerns hit one. It's now a six to two game. We've got a visit to the mound. It's hit number five, runs number five and six off. Dugan. We've, we've got
2: a new pitcher,
1: and we are going to have a pitching change. So we'll take a break. Tell you about the new pitcher when we come back. It is Middle Tennessee 6, Western Kentucky 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
4: Chip Walters here with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top ten agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town... How's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, JuiceChip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates.
0: The flagship station for Blue Raider sports, WGNS.
1: Yeah, on that last commercial had a pretty decent radio voice. <laughs> <He does. laughs> Raiders have struck here in the sixth inning for two runs on Jackson Galloway's two-run homer, and that has uh, forced Western Kentucky into a pitching change. And uh,
2: they've uh, come back with a right-hander. This is Bo Kaufman. Bo is making his eighth appearance. All but one of them had been in relief. He's thrown 14 and a third innings, given up nine runs, six of them earned on nine hits, nine walks, 11 strikeouts, 3.77 ERA, 0-0 record with two saves.
1: Goffman 6'2", 170, a junior from Louisville. He is a junior college transfer from Wabash Valley Community College and his first pitch to D.J. Wright is low for ball one.
2: We did not see him pitch in Murfreesboro.
1: There's a strike. One ball, one strike to D.J. who has popped out and struck out. So I guess we can close the book on Dugid since uh, there are no runners on base. Ball two bounces away. Two and one. I'll get that here for you in just a second. The two-one pitch coming, and that one is low for ball three. Three and one to D.J. Wright, Lee. uh, First batter faced. By Kaufman here in the sixth. And there's a the ball forward. He walks the first batter. Final line on uh, Lane Duguid. Goes five in the third
2: innings, gives up six runs, all earned on five hits, two walks, five strikeouts.
0: Raiders
1: touched him for three home runs one by Boyd, one by Brett Coker, and a two run shot by Jackson Galloway. Yeah, those first two were solos. Here's Gabe Jennings. Long wait. Kaufman's pitch swung on, grounded to third. Gilroy goes to second out there, and the throw to first is late. They get the lead runner. Play goes third to second, five to four for the force. And Gabe Jennings on a fielder's choice, safe at first. Two outs, and the batter is Eston Snyder. Mm. He's been on base That's twice. He bunted in a run in the second inning. He drew a walk in the fourth.
2: That bunt was a, scored as a sacrifice and a fielder's choice. is a strike call, nothing in one to Snyder. So he still doesn't have an official at-bat today, does he,
1: Dick? No. Jennings the runner at first, two outs, two runs in here in the sixth. Snyder takes a fast strike or ball outside. Did he call that a strike? It's one-one count. I guess he did, one-and-one.
2: Huh, that was an interesting strike. I'd like to know what part of the plate it caught.
1: Right-hander comes set. The runner goes, swing and a miss, Sort of seconds, way off the mark. Yeah,
2: terrible throw.
1: That will be a stolen base for Gabe Jennings.
2: Oh, they've called that batter's interference, Dick. No stolen base.
1: Oh. And... For middle Tennessee, runners, no air. No air. Western's coming off the field since that's the third out. So in the inning, Two runs on two hits, and nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Middle Tennessee 6, Western Kentucky 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
6: Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders.
0: The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS.
1: Kirk Liebert leads it off for Western in the sixth inning. Takes the first pitch from Patrick Johnson. High for ball one. Liebert's 0 for 1 with a walk. There's a swinging strike. Johnson, one ball, one strike.
2: Johnson is in uncharted territory now, Dick. His longest outing was last week, five innings against uh, Florida. Inter- National in relief. Now in his sixth inning and uh, swing and a miss, one and two count. Last week he threw uh, 58 pitches in that five inning outing. He was at 61 coming into this inning. He's been very efficient
1: with his pitches. Well, he sure has. Pitching ahead in the counts. There's a swing and a miss. And Liebert down on strikes on a good fastball I guess I looked up too late to see the, uh, the radar gun, but that is out number one. Uh, I suspect you may be watching uh,
2: next Friday night start. He'll get the start what next Saturday or next Friday night in uh, in San Antonio.
1: I think uh, that's a very good possibility. Here's Ricard, the shortstop, takes a strike on the outside corner, nothing and one. Only two strikeouts for Johnson, so he's been uh, very efficient. As we said with his pitches, he's been getting a lot of ground ball outs. And the pitch to the plate misses outside one and one. Looked like he overthrew that. Three. Four, Radar five, gun six, said eighty-seven. 87 eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I count twelve ground ball outs, John. I think that's uh, five right. innings. Yeah. One ball, one strike. That one's hit high and foul off to the right. Hello, University Avenue. Ground balls don't go out of the park, do they? One and two. I wonder how many cars actually get hit by balls (laughs) in in flight. That would be a rather rude
2: awakening. I, I, I would think some of it might depend on game time.
1: Here's the 1-2 pitch, and he drilled it to left field. Galloway over and makes the catch for out number two. Ball was pretty well hit, but he hit it right at our left fielder, Jackson uh, Galloway. Never got really high. It's kind of a line drive. Here's Garcia, who has struck out and grounded back to the pitcher. He's 0 for 2. You talking about
2: ground outs? That is the first outfield put out of the entire night, Dick.
1: Two down here in the sixth, fly ball to left. Galloway near the line, he's got a beat on that one and he's got it for out number three. And that was a quick one, two, three, sixth inning for Patrick Johnson and the Raiders. Here are your totals after six. Middle Tennessee, six runs, five hits, one error. Western Kentucky, two runs, two hits, no errors. Raiders lead six to two as we go to the seventh on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna.
1: Luke Vinson leads off for the Raiders here in the seventh. He's laid down a sacrifice and that drove in a run and he's grounded out. Takes the first pitch, a bit low, ball one. Bo Kaufman, second pitcher used by Western Kentucky on the mound for the Hilltoppers. That went a bit low for ball two, two and 2-0 the count. For the second straight weekend, we've got uh, a matchup of two head coaches in their first season with their respective teams. Ball three is low. Jerry Myers, of course, in his first season as head coach of the Raiders and Mark Reardon in his first year as head coach of the Hilltoppers and takes a strike, three and one. There's your train, Dick. First of the night. Three balls and a strike. Hit high in the air, left center field. Center fielder Krittenberger is over and under it and makes the catch for number, out number one. And this brings us back around to the top of the order as J.T. Mabry will stand in, looking for his first base knock of this game. He's flied out, struck out, and popped out. 0 for 3. 393 coming into the game for the Raiders' second baseman. JT has an unusual stance. He stands almost straight up. The feet are almost together, and there's very little wasted motion. The bat held out in front of his chest as the pitch comes in, and he takes it for ball two, two and oh. Takes a very simple approach at the plate and he's been very effective with it. I expect his dad has given him a tip or two down (laughs) through the years, John.
2: I would think, uh, you know, John Mabry was he was never a star, but he was a steady, steady ball player. He was uh, one of Mike Matheny's hitting coaches with the Cardinals, and uh, later on he was uh, the hitting coach for the Royals.
1: Pitches down low, 3-1 and one now to Mabry. For Matheny, so. Kaufman behind in the count three and one fires and it's grounded foul past third. Runs the count full to three and two. Brett Coker on deck. Here's the payoff pitch to Mabry and it swung on foul off to the right.
2: I think that came off his foot. I believe you're correct. And that could not have been
1: fun. The pitch. Swung on, hit into left center field, and Crittenberger's got a beat on it. Makes the catch running into left center for out number two. So the center fielder Crittendenberger has handled the first two That's raiders exactly. here, and the seventh. Here's Brett Coker, John. It's actually gained a degree. It is now, <laughs> 46, now 46 degrees. We got a heat wave coming. Oh
2: gosh, it's going to be 61 tomorrow. Grounder to a
1: third, that? long throw across comes high, and the first baseman Ferris will tag the runner going by for the third out. So a quick, one, two, three, seventh inning for the Blue Raiders. Three up, three down. Seventh inning stretch time here in Bowling Green. It's Middle Tennessee 6, Western Kentucky 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university.
1: We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Six to two, the Raiders lead with tie. Bateschitz to lead it off for Western Kentucky.
2: Patrick Johnson out for his seventh inning of work.
1: One ball, no strikes. The count. Ball hit to center field coming on and Luke Benson will grab it on the run. One out. Now after all those ground ball outs, John, that's three straight fly balls to the outfield.
2: Well, that uh, could be a function of just getting a little bit tired instead of being able to uh, keep the ball down like he was doing so much earlier. Ball's working its way way up. Here's
1: Lucas Farris, the first baseman, takes the pitch outside. My guess is uh,
2: Patrick Johnson has probably never pitched in that many seventh innings. Because in the high school ball, you're only going to play seven.
1: Yep. One ball, no strikes to Ferris. Pitch to the plate. Swing and a miss.
2: And, of course, a year ago, he was uh, playing in high school.
1: Pitching for the Baylor School out of Chattanooga. One ball, one strike to Ferris. Hits this one deep to left Galloway is back and he will make the catch for out number two
2: you know that's four straight uh, balls in the air but uh, I'd say that three of those four you could call line drives
1: so it's not
2: like he's uh, letting them elevate too much on
1: him so two up two down in the seventh here is Aiden Gilroy He's had two hits tonight and has provided the Hilltoppers with their only two runs. And hits this one back up the middle. Coker behind the bag, can't pick it up. Goes through into center field and that will be a base hit. So Gilroy has three of the, he has all three of the hits for the Hilltoppers. Isn't that tonight. amazing?
2: And the Raiders are are bailing on us, Dick. Well, it's the seventh inning in their high school team. So I guess they don't know that you play nine. I
1: expect they're getting cold. <laughs> you think that's it? it was Ricardo Leonette. He is grounded out and sacrificed. Takes a strike here, nothing and one. Leonette the catcher. 356 average coming into the game. Johnson checks that armband for the sign as Gilroy leads from first. And a swing and a miss. And again, that one had a little cut on it.
2: Yeah, it changed up on him. 76 miles an hour. That is not a fastball. Nothing
1: into the count. right-hander ready with the 0-2 and it's into the turf stopped there by rudder one ball and two strikes gilroy over at
2: uh, first base trying to get on uh, johnson's nerves dancing around a little bit
1: draws a throw and ducks back in one and two the
2: count uh, You don't ignore that runner, but Patrick needs to be concentrating on this hitter, especially with a 1-2 count.
1: And the pitch to the plate, hit right back through the pitcher, but Mabry picks it up, tosses to Coker for the force out, and that is all in the seventh inning. For the Hilltoppers, no runs, one hit, one left. We have completed seven full innings. It is Middle Tennessee 6 and Western Kentucky 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS.
1: We go to the top half of inning number eight. Raiders leading six to two. Jeremiah Boyd will lead the game. Will lead the inning off for the Raiders. One out of three tonight with a home run. Uh, he was four out of eleven in the series at home with a couple of RBIs. And Kaufman's first pitch comes inside to Boyd for ball one. This will be his one and only season with the Blue Raiders, and he's making the most of it. Swing and a drive foul out of play. And again, over to the right into the traffic on University Boulevard. One ball, one strike. Pitch is low for ball two. James Seltz has his
2: jacket off down in the uh, Raider bullpen behind the right field wall, but uh, not throwing yet. Looks like they may
1: send Patrick Johnson out for another inning. Two balls and a strike. Strike two is called. Clip the corner with that pitch, and it's two and two. Right-hander deals inside, backed him off. Full count, three and two. Boy, it does stand rather close to the plate.
2: Boy. Full count. There couldn't be much more than three inches between his uh, his back foot and the up line. the middle.
1: They were playing the shift. Shortstop has it. Will throw to first for the out, and that will be out number one in the eighth. One down, the batter is Briggs Rudder. Struck out, grounded out, and singled. Singled and scored in the sixth ahead of Galloway's home run. Kaufman's pitch hit right back to the mound. Kaufman runs halfway to the base, tosses underhand to first, and retires Rudder for out number two. That's got to be kind of a helpless feeling for a base runner. Yeah. Here's Galloway. Jackson hit his first home run of the season in the sixth inning. Drive over the left field wall with a runner on. He is one for two with a walk. Two runs scored. Pitch comes inside for ball one.
2: I guess tonight must be a school night. Or are they on spring break up here?
1: Which is a strike
2: called, one and one. I don't know, John. Uh, well, I was looking at the school bus that uh, is, was pulling out. That's uh, our high school team leaving.
1: One one pitch in at the knees for a strike, one and two. His home plate umpires had a pretty good strike zone tonight. He has. Fly ball. Center field. Krittenberger moving back. He's got room out there, and he will take it for out number three. That is all in the eighth inning. Raiders go up and down in order. Nothing across. We'll go to the bottom of the eighth. Middle Tennessee six, Western Kentucky two on the Blue Raider network from Learfield.
0: News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports.
1: This is Braden Johnson to lead off against Patrick Johnson in the bottom of the eighth inning. Raiders leading six to two. Johnson is grounded out, hit into a fielder's choice, 0 for 2. He's the number nine hitter in the order. And a swing and a miss, strike one. Well, he is uh, still
2: throwing strikes, Dick. Wow.
1: Nothing and one to Johnson. Swung on and missed. Took a little off that well,
2: one. Went from throwing an 85-mile-an-hour fastball to a 76-mile changeup.
1: Two strikes to count. Ground ball to short. Coker, two hops over to first. In time for the out. Just nipped him at first base. Johnson with good speed down the line. That's out number one. Elsewhere in the league tonight, San Antonio is at Charlotte. Florida Atlantic is at Florida International. UAB is at Dallas Baptist. And Louisiana Tech is at Rice. One out, here's Krittenberger, the leadoff man, who's 0 for 3. He is grounded out three times and takes the first pitch inside for ball one. San Antonio in first place with a 9-1 and 1 record. And we'll be out there next weekend. There's a fast strike at 86, 1-1. and 1. One out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Swung on, popped up. In the infield. Who's going to get it? It's J.T. Mabry at second base. We'll haul it in for out number two. Two up, two down in the eighth.
2: Dick, I've been watching Patrick Johnson between innings as he warms up and putting the glasses on. And and, uh, you can actually tell a difference you've been able to tell a difference inning by inning and you can see the confidence growing in his face
1: two outs in the eighth inning Liebert is 0 for 2 with a walk takes the first pitch high for ball one and that is that third inning walk is the only walk that Patrick Johnson has allowed in this game
2: James Sells is throwing in the
1: Raider bullpen now. Swung on, fouled out of play, and the count goes to one and one. He's only walked one. He's only struck out two, but he has been in complete control of this game since the first inning when he set him down in order. Been
2: really, really efficient.
1: One ball, one strike. Pitch mm. Misses inside for ball two. Liebert, a left-handed batter, came into the game hitting 3-0-3. He was 3 out of 11. Two of those were doubles in the first series back at home two weeks ago. Swing and a miss. The count goes to 2-2. Two and two.
2: <clears throat> Patrick been throwing his fastball mid to upper 80s all evening had a really good change up though that uh, that change up has been very
1: very effective swung on foul to the screen count holes at two balls and two strikes enjoyed our drive up here today came up uh, 109 through gallatin that road's a whole
2: lot different than it used to be when we'd make that That's trip
1: four lane all the way now into portland Pitch is high, ball three, and he's run the count full to Liebert, three and two.
2: This is only only the second three three ball
1: ball count that uh, Patrick has had in the game. The other one was to Liebert back in the third, and there is ball four, and that's the second walk, and both of them to this left-handed hitter.
2: And that was a case, that ball missed high and that would kind of go along with uh, the fact that he's in his 8th inning of work. Pitch count has got to be someplace up in the 80s now.
1: Here's the shortstop record who has popped out, grounded out, and flyed out. 0 for 3. Liebert, the runner at first. Another, Two outs here in the bottom of the 8th.
2: Another base runner. I wouldn't.
1: There's a strike call, nothing
2: in one. Another base runner. I would not be surprised to see James Sells come in to finish this thing off.
1: Throw to first and Liebert's back. One strike, the count. Pitch misses low and away and the count goes to one and one. Record hits third in the order. He is the leading hitter for the Hilltoppers at 376 coming in. Drill to center field, base hit. Runners will be at first and second with two outs. And that's only the fourth hit for the Hilltoppers in this game. This will bring up the cleanup hitter, Garcia.
4: Next up from the Hilltopper, second hit number seven.
1: We'll have a visit to the mound, head coach Jerry Myers walking that way.
2: Looks like Sells is ready if they uh, call for him.
1: And there's the call. So Patrick Johnson has thrown a beauty tonight, but his night is over. We'll have a new pitcher coming in tell you about him when we come back as you listen to Middle Tennessee baseball from Learfield.
0: You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS.
1: New pitcher for the Raiders is James Sells, sophomore right-hander out of Winchester, six one one eighty, And he'll be replacing Patrick Johnson, who pitched a beauty tonight. Sells last... Action was in the FIU series. Went four and two-thirds innings in relief and uh, did a pretty good job there.
2: And I'm still looking for the numbers, Dick. I know I have them in this pile. There we go. Now, those are the conference. It's a whole lot easier when you got them pinned on the wall beside you. Here we go. James Sells making his uh, team-leading 12th appearance. Uh, all of those in relief. He's thrown 30 innings, given up 22 runs, 18 of them earned, 39 hits, 12 walks, 21 strikeouts. He's got a 1-2 and two record with three saves. And uh, is this a save situation? I think it is, isn't it? With two well, on. he picked
1: up a save in the FIU series yeah. with the uh, – four and two-thirds innings, one run. He'll pitch to Garcia with runners at first and second. First pitch is over the low, ball one. Incomplete numbers on Patrick
2: Johnson. He goes seven and two-thirds, gives up four hits. Right now, just the two runs, both unearned, two walks, two strikeouts, but those, both those runners out there belong to, uh, to Johnson.
1: Pitch the plate, foul to the screen. One ball, one strike to Garcia, who has struck out, hit back to the mound, and fly to left. Garcia coming in tonight, 340. He's a little guy, and he crouches at the plate, (laughs) which makes him almost impossible to see from up here. Sells off the mat, fakes the a throw to second. Really, it's hard to see him from where I'm sitting for the umpire. He's 5-4 and crouching. Here's the 1-1 one, one pitch, outside ball two. Oh, good
2: job of rudder. By rudder keeping that ball from getting back to the screen. Two balls and a strike. That would have moved a couple of runners up.
1: Gotta Raiders save. leading here six to two in the bottom of the eighth inning.
2: Got a save situation working here with the time running down deck circle. The
1: pitch. It's in there for a strike. Two balls, two strikes. Sells come set. And the 2-2 pitch. Hit up the middle. That's a base hit. That'll score a run. Vincent picks it up. The throw will be to third late. And on the throw, Garcia goes to second. So Liebert comes in to score to make it 6-3. to three. Record over to third. Garcia will be credited with a single. And he goes to second on the throw to third. And that run is charged to Johnson, the starter. It'll be the first earned run he's allowed. And it's 6-3. to three. Runners at second and third, and Vadasic, the batter. The DH is 0 for 3. Sells delivers, and it's high for ball one. bodasich sophomore he is a lefty here's the pitch to the plate outside ball two two and so patrick johnson carried us into the eighth inning tonight he walked a man with two outs and gave up a single and that ended his night. Mm. Badač takes outside ball three, three and zero, oh, and one more out of the zone would load him up. Ball four is way outside. A four pitch walk to Badač. And that will load the bases with two outs. And the batter is Ferris. He has been safe on an arrow, has grounded out, and he flied to left. He homered against the Raiders at Ree Smith a couple of weeks ago.
2: He was one for five in one of those games, two for four in the other two.
1: Which is a strike yeah. call,
2: nothing and one. That was a...
1: Uh a slider that uh, caught the corner. No place to put him. Bases loaded. Two outs. Sells come set. Strike two is called. Through that
2: slider again.
1: Nothing and two.
2: Late movement.
1: Got a hot hitter coming up next. Just soon Gilroy
2: just to see him in the ninth with nobody on. And the pitch.
1: He struck him out swinging. Went outside the zone and struck out on an outside fastball for out number three. And James Sells pitches out of trouble in the eighth. One run on two hits and they leave the bases loaded. We have completed eight full innings. It's Middle Tennessee 6, Western Kentucky 3 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
3: The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at murfreesboropost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the ninth inning before we uh, start it.
1: Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Blue Raider baseball.
0: The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Dick Palmer, John Callow with
1: you. D.J. Wright leading it off. Took ball one from Bo Kaufman. Second pitch is a strike called. It's one and one. D.J. tonight has popped out, struck out, and walked. Here's the one-one pitch. It's just low for ball two. Two and one.
2: Toppers have a... Right-hander throwing in their pin.
1: Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swung on, bounced in front of the plate. It's a foul ball. Hit off his foot, I think. Two and two. John, if this had not been a turf field, I doubt if we'd been playing tonight. I think you're right about that. Here's the two-two pitch, swung on, fouled off, over in front of the Western dugout, down the third base side. It,
2: it rained yesterday here, rained up until uh, pretty much until game time today. I guess that last hour and a half drizzle. They were PJ e. fouls
1: this one out of play.
2: They were able to take infield both teams uh, and batting practice, but. Uh, no, you're right. We would not have played on a dirt field. 2-2 two, two the count. Toppers have Cole Heath warming up in their
1: bullpen. Strike three call, letter high. A that is out number one. And that is the first strikeout for Kauffman since coming in in the sixth inning. One out, Gabe Jennings the batter. Single and scored in the second, Flyed out in the fourth and hit into a fielder's choice. And whacks at that first one, fouls it out of place, strike one.
2: These teams even in the uh, hit column.
1: Raiders a three run lead though. Pitches outside. One ball, one strike. 6-3 the Raiders lead. We're in the top of the ninth. Boy, I'd like to have a couple more runs, wouldn't
2: you, Dick? I'm never comfortable with a three-run lead.
1: Ground foul past third. The count goes to one and two on Jennings. Raiders with three home runs in the game, and the Hilltoppers with one on a chilly night in Bowling Green. A swing and a miss. Jennings down on strikes. And the second strikeout in the inning, second in the game for Kaufman. Here's Aston Snyder. He was called out for batter's interference when uh, Jennings was attempting to steal back in the sixth inning. Slams this one to third. Gilroy has it. Long throw across in time, and the Raiders go down 1-2-3 in the ninth. Nothing across. We will go to the bottom of the ninth inning. Raiders leading 6-3 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: the flagship station for Blue Raider sports, WGNS. And we
1: take you into the bottom of the ninth inning with the Raiders leading 6-3. to three. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors, as always. Our home run sponsor is Old South Properties. Our strikeout sponsor is First Vision Bank. Of course, uh, Wendy's, our fourth-inning sponsor. Ascend Federal Credit Union. Textbook Brokers. let we'll to have all you folks with us. Here's Aiden Gilroy to lead it off. The Raiders have not been able to get him out all night. It's three for three. Takes the first pitch from James Sells in for a strike. Had a two run homer in the second, singled in the fifth, singled again in the seventh. Justin Lee working in the Raider
2: bullpen, backing up uh, James Sells. One strike to count. I think they just soon saved Justin Lee for another day, though.
1: Held up on his swing, and it's called strike two. He was fooled on the pitch. Nothing into the count. Leonette and Johnson, the next two hitters, swing and a miss. Struck him out.
2: That's the way you like to start that inning, especially this guy that that fastball at 87 yeah. went after it. Got a kind of got that up in his eyes a little bit. Second strikeout
1: for Sells. That's back to back strikeouts. Got down. a pinch hitter now. Camden Ross, a catcher, will hit for another catcher, Leonette. Ross, when had been 0 for 2 of the sacrifice, Ross takes a strike, nothing in one. He's a right-handed batter, looks at ball one outside. One ball, one strike. He's a big guy. Hitting 171 ground ball to third picked by Jennings over the first in time
2: boy what a nice play that uh, Jennings had to pick that one up off the ground that was and when I mean that that was a hopper but it was he had at the bottom that's end a, of the hop that's
1: about three or four he's short hop yeah so they must like playing on this turf two up two down in the ninth here is Johnson This is that 27th one, isn't it? Yes, it is. He's the number nine hitter. Takes a strike. Nothing in one. He's grounded out twice. Actually, he's hit the ball on the ground all three times. And the pitch. Hit it on the ground again. Mabry's got it. Over to first. And the Raiders win. That play goes second to first for the third out. James Sells sets them down 1-2-3 in the ninth. Middle Tennessee takes the first game of this three-game series by a score of 6-3. The final totals out on the board for Middle Tennessee. Six runs, five hits, one error. For Western Kentucky, three runs, five hits, no errors. Raiders win it and go to 15-13 on the season. Now 6-4 and four in Conference USA. While Western is now 16 and 15, they are 2 and 8 in the conference. We'll be back with our post-game show after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
14: The Blue Raiders are winners in the classroom, on the field, and the courts. Richard Lewis here. I want you to win in real estate also. Buying, selling, auction here in Tennessee, or along the Gulf Coast, a second home, or investing. Give me a call to help start that winning process. 615-319-9981. Oh, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Richard Lewis, Exit Realty, Bob Laman Associates.
0: You are listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go to the stadium. Here's Dick Palmer.
1: Thank you. Welcome into our post-game shows. The Raiders win tonight by a score of six to three over Western Kentucky and uh, take the first game. Of this three-game series, Raiders got off to a good start in the first inning on a solo home run from Jeremiah Boyd, his team-leading eighth of the year. They picked up two runs in the second inning on uh, playing the the small ball game with bunts by Eston Snyder and Luke Vinson. And then in the third inning, Brett Coker led it off with a solo home run. So the Raiders uh, had a uh, a lead of... uh, 3-2 3 to 2 after two innings uh, the two runs for western kentucky came on a home run uh, after an infield error they were unearned against the starter patrick johnson and then the raiders uh, led that had that uh, 4 to 2 lead until the 6th inning when jackson galloway cracked his second home run uh, his first home run of the season with the man on and that made the score 6-2. to two, Western came up with a run in the eighth inning, chasing the starter Patrick Johnson. But uh, the Raiders held on. Good relief work from James Sills, who went an inning and a third to save the win. And the Raiders win it by a score of 6-3. to three. I think uh, Austin is ready down on the field. So let's go down on the field to Austin and Coach Jerry Myers.
17: Here with MTSU head coach Jerry Myers after today's 6-3 series opening win over Western Kentucky, uh, Patrick Johnson going seven and two-thirds, getting the win. How impressive was he?
18: Uh, Patrick did an outstanding job for a young guy with, uh, you know, uh, three pitches and threw him for strikes today. He, got, I, I believe, he got the uh, leadoff hitter out uh, all eight innings. He was in there, and that was huge. Um, Didn't get into a whole lot of trouble Uh, when he did. He was able to get back in the zone, made plays behind him. Gabe Jennings seemed like he had 26 ground balls to him today, but um, and made all the plays, but we uh, we did a really good job of making the plays we needed to make. Uh, and Patrick pounded the zone for the most part and uh, gave us a great uh, long outing, which was uh, much needed. And uh, we didn't have to use much bullpen today.
17: Yeah, it was uh, coming into today. Uh, his career high was five innings. Was that kind of the plan to you know go him about five innings, or once he was getting some of those efficient innings, did he essentially lengthen his scheduled start?
18: Yeah, I didn't didn't have a dead set. Uh, game plan as far as how long he may go. Um, It's uh, one of those deals he went five innings his last outing and did a nice job, was very efficient. So we were hoping to, uh, you know, get us into uh, the middle innings uh, or close to it, four or five, somewhere in there. And uh, his pitch pitch count was good, and uh, he was very efficient up to that point. So uh, all the way around, uh, the game would dictate, uh, you know, how long we were going to try to go with him. And uh, our guys are offensively, our guys did a nice job of uh, getting their – their starters pitch count up and getting into their bullpen, which was was big for us uh, to have them have to use one of their their better relievers as well.
17: You mentioned the offense. How big is that for a, a freshman pitcher to have that run support on a night like this,
18: well, I mean, it was, it was definitely helpful uh, with, uh, you know, uh, getting jumping out early and then able to tack on a little bit and uh, playing defense behind him. Like I said, it was, it was all part of it. So it was a, it was a great team effort all the way around, and uh, we just got to keep trying to do more and more of that.
17: Perfect. This is Head Coach Jerry Myers. After today's win, the Blue Raiders are back in action
18: right here in Bowling Green at 6 p.m.
17: tomorrow.
1: All right, thank you, Austin Pert, down on the field with Coach uh, Jerry Myers. And indeed, it was an outstanding performance by the freshman pitcher Patrick Johnson, uh, freshman out of Chattanooga, who this time last year was pitching high school baseball, John, and he pitched some very good college baseball tonight.
2: Well, I think he also uh, established himself uh, as a star of the future beginning tonight. I guess the future began tonight. At least for Patrick Johnson. Uh, what a great job, though. You can't say enough about him. He's probably never gone, what, seven and two thirds in his entire life. So uh, you, you got to just uh, give him a big star for tonight.
1: Okay, uh, wrapping up, uh, the Raiders win at six to three. You'll we'll take a look at some numbers for us, and we'll uh, get out of here.
2: All right. Uh, the big number is that uh, Middle Tennessee wins this thing. 6-3, to three, uh, 6 runs on 5 hits, 1 error, 2 left. And uh, for Western Kentucky, 3 runs, 5 hits, no errors, 6 left. Uh, on the hitting side, uh, not a whole lot of hitting when you only have 5 in a game. But you, uh, on the Western side, you got to look at Aiden Gilroy, their third baseman. Goes 3 for 4, scores a run, drives in uh, 2 of their 3 runs. Over on the uh, Raiders' side, uh, Jackson Galloway. Uh, nobody had more than one uh, one hit, but uh, Jackson Galloway, uh, three advance, two runs, one hit, two RBI. He's got to be the hitting star tonight. But then you look at the uh, the home runs uh, by Coker, by Bo- uh, Jeremiah Boyd, and then, of course, the one with Galloway. Uh, pitching, uh, Lane uh, uh Diegood for uh, uh, Western Kentucky goes five and a third. He's charged with six runs, all earned on five hits, two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Bo Kaufman came on three and two thirds of really solid relief from him. He uh, gives up no hits, no runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Patrick Johnson, we've talked about him. Jerry Myers talked about him. What a great performance. Throws 96 pitches, uh, goes uh, seven and two-thirds, three runs. Only one of them earned, though. That was the one uh, uh, that uh, came on, uh, what was in That was the eighth inning uh, when he uh, left with a couple runners on base. James Sells came on, uh, throws an inning and a third. He gives up no runs on one hit, one walk, two strikeouts. Here's something nice about Patrick Johnson. His ERA, which was 2.20 coming in, uh, is now 1.71. I got to say, that's probably, if I'm not mistaken, that would be team leading, wouldn't it? Especially when you look at uh, number of innings. So, Patrick Johnson gets the win. He's 2-1. and one. James sells the save. Uh, that's his fourth. And uh, Dygut, uh gets the loss. He is now 0-2. We played this thing in two hours and 15 minutes. And I like that. And let's go home, Dick.
1: All right. That's going to wrap it up for us here in uh, Bowling Grade. We'd like to thank all of you for listening, wherever you might be, and enjoy you and uh, invite you to come back and uh, join us again tomorrow as uh, the Raiders and the Hilltoppers will do it all over again. That's a 6 o'clock start. We'll be on there at 545. For John Callow. Our studio producer has been Connor Haynes. This is Dick Palmer. Thank you so much for listening. Good night from the ballpark.
0: This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network.